0: Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Who knows when you're listening to this, but welcome to episode number 60 of the Still City Insider Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside Mr. Jim Wexel. Jim, how are you this wonderful
1: week? I'm great this wonderful week. I wish I was in Arizona at the owner's meeting. I wish somebody would have paid for me to go, but you know, I'm the owner, so I'm a little cheap on that kind of stuff. Not too much going on, but I like to, uh, to hear Tom would say they're going to use Peterson safety a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, 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 it seems that you have a uh, a liking for for Peterson. Uh, you think he's going to be a good addition here. Um, but we're going to get into discussion about the safety position with the departure of Terrell Edmonds. Lots to talk about. We'll continue our discussion of free agency, but. Jim, we've been talking about numbers of players. It's episode 60. So I came up with with two guys, Greg Warren, uh recent long snapper. Um, and then Ben McGee, which I'm guessing you probably have some background on. Defensive end, defensive tackle, uh drafted in the fourth round,
1: 1964. All right. So the Ben McGee episode, huh you know, yeah. Greg Warren was a cool dude, and he, he I'm pretty sure he won a ring, didn't
0: he? I believe. Yeah. He's a
1: long snapper. Yeah, uh, you know uh, Ben McGee was uh, in the original front four of the Steel Curtain. I don't know if they actually called it that, but it was he was put there. Uh, you know, the year they drafted uh, the White White and Ernie Holmes, he was there. The great seventy-one draft, he was there, and he was starting ahead of those guys. And Bad Rad came in, and he he moved McGee out, but. Uh, McGee was also one of the guys that Buddy Parker tried to trade for an old washed-up quarterback that Dan Rooney said no no more you're done
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's those yeah, kinds, but- th- those kinds of nuggets like that that listeners can find in your book on the clock right so it, I know we want to get that in here at the beginning but why don't you talk a little bit about on the clock and where our listeners can find that
1: Oh, you can get it at jimwexel.com and you can get Polamalo and Steeler Nation there. And so that's three good books. I'm working on some others, but it's really good draft stuff, as you know. Yeah. And And I don't want to talk too much about, you know, I'm not, I'm a terrible marketer. Well, that's what I do. Those are are good books, but thank you, Jeremy.
0: Yeah. Um, So, hey, let's, let's jump right in here. Um, A lot of movement since the last time we spoke, we've been doing this weekly now. So we're, we're able to cover everything that, that happens, but we know that the team signed Monte Casey. He's returning, but Terrell Edmonds leaves Pittsburgh, goes to Philly, and now there seems to be a bit of a need. You talked about Patrick Peterson potentially playing some of that safety position. Mike Tomlin made some comments. But what type of pressure does it – not pressure, but does this create a need for them in the draft or through free agency? So let's let's talk about safety, the safety days.
1: Well, what do Mike Wagner, Donnie Shell, Carnell Lake, and Troy Polamalu have in common? They played in Super Bowls as the Steelers' strong safeties, and they're all in the Hall of Honor. And they all made plays. You can go down the list: fumble recoveries, fumbles forced, interceptions, sacks. What did Terrell Edmonds say? He had like five picks in five full years. He was always available. And you know, I remember back in in the older days when uh, a more powerful uh, front office. Uh, was uh, uh, at work, they would not bring players back, even though the coach wanted them. <laughs> to force, the coach to do something else. So I don't know if that's the case here, but Rodman, it's, just, it's easy for a coach to plug him in. Cause he's rugged. He's tough. He's, he's, uh, he's a great guy. He, he's always there. He knows his assignments, but he just doesn't make those plays. Yeah. So if, if the, front office is making the coach do something. I, they, I'm all for Patrick Peterson playing free safety. Uh, and, uh, Minka playing strong safety. Minka would be that key strong safety. And I know Tom was talking about right and left. It's not strong and free, but, uh, I, I, I would just like to see Peterson playing center field more and Minka playing in the box all over the place, like Troy mm-hmm. and like Donnie shell. And like uh, Carnell Lake, you know that kind of great athlete that can that does all the dirty work, all the hard work. It makes it 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 really breaks your body down that position. Mm-hmm. And it didn't with Terrell Edmonds, uh, which was his main asset, his availability, his yeah. ruggedness. And so, but Minka's making a lot of money to be a center fielder. I'd like to see Patrick Peterson follow in the footsteps of Rod Woodson bring this whole thing full circle. Cause you know, I don't know. Uh, you, you did watch the nineties and I don't know if you suffered the loss of Rod Woodson and watched him come back with the Ravens when they moved him to free safety at 34 years old. And he won a ring. Yeah. And it was horrible. Wasn't it Steelers fans? I remember and so uh, Steelers fans haven't gotten their pound of flesh from that yet. And so it would be cool. if Patrick Peterson brings that all full circle becomes a free safety. Becomes that Hall of Fame corner, moving to free safety at the age of 33. Now, Patrick talked about that at his press conference. Um, the Vikings, he he was the man, straight up man cover, uh, travel with the top receiver guy. And he had 29 career picks. They moved him off the line because he was, you know, he was losing that that elite world-class athleticism you need to do that job he was doing as Woodson did. Yeah. And, uh, so they moved him off into more zone coverage, more off, off man coverage. And he had five picks and 15 PB pass breakups his most in 10 years. And he said it was because he was facing the quarterback. He didn't have to jerk his head around. He didn't have his back to the quarterback, like a a man coverage corner. Mm -hmm. So think about what facing the quarterback, what he can do as a free safety, seeing it all. And he talked about he's willing to do that. And now Tom talked yesterday that, yes, they're going to do some of that with Patrick Peterson. Yeah, yeah. My dream is to make it (laughs) full-time. Because Minka is the only natural strong safety they have. Yeah. And Casey is more of a free safety because he's like 180 pounds. I, I don't know that he holds up as a box safety. Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. He can tackle great open field tackle. He's tough. He throws his body around, Yeah, but he did miss some games last year. You know, he's just, he's just not rugged like Terrell Evans. Right. So it'd be pretty cool. Patrick Peterson, you know, it's spring. They line him up free safety because they, they will have drafted Joey Porter and maybe uh, a a slot corner in the with pick 49 or the third round pick, something like that. You know? Yeah. And then a, a safety in the later rounds, who learns behind Peterson and Minka and steps into that free safety role eventually.
0: Yeah. Cause there, I mean, that, that sounds great. That wrinkle with Peterson back there. I'm excited about that. And <laughs> I mean, Let's do this. Yes, let's do it. I, I love the veteran pr- presence he's going to bring and just the intangible impact that it's going to have. But we are looking at a pretty thin safety room. Now you have Casey, who, as you said, uh, lacks maybe the durability to put his face in the fan, if you will, in terms of, playing the run and then you have Trey Norwood who kind of took a step back in his development last year. They're going to need to draft a guy or add via free agency. Um do you see them doing both or just drafting a guy later in in well, this year's draft or what what do you think their approach is going to be?
1: Well, you know, they still have uh Killebrew and uh Carl Joseph. Uh, I can't I forgot if they're free agents or not. I think they might be uh maybe maybe not kilobrew, but I mean they're still available, uh good depth, decent depth. I was like Carl Joseph. He didn't play any, he hasn't played any in a couple of years. He's been on a practice squad. But uh, you know, and and there are there are available guys. I, I the uh the last guy, um, rap was just signed by the Bills. And oh, I know Bynard uh from uh Bayard from uh Tennessee is rumored to be cut any day now. So okay. He would be expensive, but now they're now there. Okay. Bring him in, put him at strong safety, keep Patrick Peterson in the slot. Now you don't have to draft three defensive backs. You yeah. don't have to go 1987
0: on. And if if I remember correctly, Tomlin is a big Bired fan yeah, from Tennessee. So you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, in other free agency news, the Steelers sign LaRaven Clark, swing tackle.
1: <laughs> Never more.
0: Never more.
1: I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine LaRaven is going to prevent them from drafting a tackle. LaRaven has some experience at left tackle. And so that allows you to draft the right tackle, Darnell Wright. Who seems to be available on most mock drafts at pick seventeen? Yeah, my lighting okay, man. I look like I a bright white face. I look like a ghoul, man. How do you get your lighting? It's so good. I, I have pr- professional
0: standard lights down here.
1: Well, send that professional up to Irwin, Pennsylvania. <laughs>
0: hey, let me let me have a couple good months of day training. I'll, I'll take care of you. Okay. <laughs> So, so yeah, LaRaven Clark, I mean, he's just depth. It doesn't eliminate the need to draft a tackle. Um, you know, that that's gonna happen. You mentioned your boy Darnell Wright. I saw uh Ray Fittipaldo publish his second uh seven round mock draft. He I think he took your guy, number 17 overall there. Um, they all
1: they all end up taking my guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, I'm glad I'm glad Jerry Dulac asked someone about the safety position because. Mm-hmm. I was seeing a lot of fluff stories coming out of Arizona. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, I think, I think someone was grilling Tomlin on uh, what does he think about Cam Hayward being old? Um, And at the running game, um, the Steelers want to run the ball apparently.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it was another story about Kenny Pickett's a fine young man. That's (laughs) all great stuff. (laughs) We got to get you out
0: there in that room. To ask the question. You yeah, you gotta pay. Get get that day trading working
1: and get, I'm telling get you. Fair, fair for me. <laughs> um, oh my. I, I don't mean to I don't mean to be cynical, but you know, I, I just it's it's hard sitting here waiting for that who's playing safety news because I, I just don't see Casey being the strong safety. I, I see him fitting into their three safety package. Great.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and Tomlin did say that they're gonna have to. Add to the position, the safety position. In his comments, whether that's through the draft or free agency, he didn't commit to, to either. But he said that they're going to have to. Um, but it does change things a little bit with their their draft strategy because they're going to need to draft a safety. Um, and you only have so many picks this year, and your seventh rounders really are. You know, you're you're taking a a chance on guys. Yeah. So you know, it's those those first four rounds that's really going to make the the biggest difference. One position that we haven't heard anything yet um, with the the rumor with Bud Dupree, who did, in fact, come and visit Pittsburgh last week. We haven't heard anything uh, about him signing. But do you still think that that's on the table or do you think we would have heard something by now?
1: Well, apparently the offer wasn't much or maybe the medicals weren't good. So but it doesn't rule them out. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you're right. I mean. There's only so many picks they have, so they've got to get some of these positions filled. Um, Yeah, yeah. they filled the tight end position, the number two blocker. Uh, It's a great tight end draft, and so if that rules out drafting a tight end because of the limited picks for the holes that they have, that's a shame because this is a good tight end draft. Uh, You know, Zach Gentry, I love interviewing Zach. Uh, I love everything about him. I, I love his hands, but he's got to block better. He's mm-hmm. got to block better. Just got to block better.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you think that that rolls out, drafting a tight end with him being resigned, or no, you think that's still on the table?
1: Yeah, you know, they. they everybody likes to believe them when they say we take BPA, best player available. But they got to fill holes. Yeah. So I, I don't – you know, Omar said the wide receiver position is not a problem. They knew they, knew they had uh, – Wide receivers when they traded Chase Claypool it's why they traded Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Okay, really? I mean, I, I do. I did like what Anthony Miller did last year, but he didn't play. Now, he, he He's a former starter for the Bears, a high draft pick, and he was on the practice squad two years ago with the Steelers and then got hurt in camp last year. Is he one of the guys? Miles Boykin would need to be re-signed back if they want that gunner. Cody White, I know, I know Mike Tallman likes Cody White. Been with the practice squad now three years. His yeah. dad is in the front office now, so <laughs> yeah,
0: got a little bit of sway there, I'm sure. No, no,
1: <laughs> but you know, you know, it's fun to say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: fun to charge them with nepotism. Yeah, but it's no, not with the head coach. No.
0: So before we before we come back and and talk the draft and just maybe re- revise or re- reevaluate where we were last week up to this week. Let's kind of step outside of the Steelers organization for a moment to talk the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson and and uh, everything that's going on here. Uh, apparently, he requested a trade. He made that public via social media. Um, I don't know if you're pay, paying attention to this, but I know as a Steelers fan, um, I know I'm not supposed to be a Steelers fan. I'm part of the media, Jim, but I like to see this turmoil and chaos happening in Baltimore because
1: it's heartwarming, uh, isn't it? It is. It really is. We we got the Raven, <laughs> and they they lost the quarterback. So yeah. maybe they're the one saying never more.
0: Yeah, but that I mean, for for all the challenges that Jackson has in terms of being an accurate passer, you can't un- undermine his mobility. He is effective, but that's going to put put some pressure on Baltimore to have an answer at quarterback. <laughs> what I mean, what are they <laughs> going to do? Are they going to draft the guy? Are they going to go after?
1: Aaron Rodgers, what's going hey, to happen Baltimore? Guess who, guess who drafted a guy last year. So, yeah, have fun, Baltimore. Have fun with that mess. Yeah. I, I mean, it could be Lamar Jackson just posturing for more money. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to really read what's going on, but it's nice to see turmoil in yeah, Baltimore. That's right. I'm in the media, too, so I'm just an objective observer. But so speaking for Steeler fans, I'm sure they – uh, feel heartwarmed by the turmoil in Baltimore
0: yes yes I, and you know what there's one there is a, a free agent quarterback uh his name's Mason Rudolph who's available
1: you know wouldn't that be something
0: <laughs> that would be
1: something yeah we we Geez, call it your uh, first. Mason would come back and haunt anybody you know mm-hmm. I I'm not a I'm not Donald Mason yeah there were some there were some problems I saw with his game but there was a nice deep ball, and if you can hand off all day and play action and hit hit somebody deep. They have some speed at wide receiver, don't they? They do. Oh, no, that's Cleveland. Cleveland added the speed at wide receiver.
0: They have some speed. They just don't have hands in Baltimore. That's the, that's the problem. So let's kind of bring this full circle, Jim. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about the draft ad nauseum uh really we've we've been hitting it ad
1: nauseum we've just started
0: (laughs) (laughs) we've been hitting this since the season was over um what has your has your uh thought process changed on that 17th pick at all um where are you at this week
1: well without the safety and if you're going to move patrick peterson to safety which i'd love to do this week you gotta have you gotta have a corner you got to have a corner and don't stretch the value. It's what they do with Artie Burns. So you could take one at 32. It's a deep crop of of cornerbacks. And maybe Deontay Banks gets taken at 17. Yeah. Or maybe you trade down slightly, but Joey Porter jr. He now becomes the number one guy on my odds board. Darnell Wright had been, but now Joey Porter jr. Becomes that guy. I don't think they pass on him. Mm -hmm. I, I really highly doubt. So that's uh that's where you got to go and uh also i'd like to see him get uh i like that dj turner from michigan to, as a slot guy in third round something like that
0: okay and do you think porter is going to fall or do you think they're going to have to move up to get
1: him at
0: 17? no no don't move up they're not moving up
1: they're oh. not moving they, like we talked about they have minimal draft picks maximal holes
0: yeah yeah
1: they, they got to fill these holes um uh, Deontay Banks, uh, is another corner. Uh, of course we're, we're, we're assuming Witherspoon and Gonzalez are drafted.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I do like Joey Porter to fit what they want better than Witherspoon, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't complain about having Witherspoon.
0: So. Right. Right. And then two, two players I want to just chat about a little bit. And we, we talked about them last week when Matt was on the show and that's Mozzie Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big defensive tackle. I'm seeing him uh connected to the Steelers a lot as being maybe one of their second round picks, but then also Luke Whipler, Whipler, am I pronouncing it right?
1: We talked about him, the Ohio state yeah. center, the center, like a third rounder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had dinner with, he had dinner with Tom, with, you know, I think there were four Ohio state players that had dinner with Tom. Yeah. So
0: mm-hmm. uh this is, I see this as a, a deep center draft. I think we've talked about that. Do you think with Mason Cole, even though he's on the roster, he played okay. Do you think they would try to upgrade, or no? That that there's not a chance at.
1: It- I mean, they got they got the, all those guys play center. Uh, I don't have my Ciamalo list in front of me. I hope I just said it right. You did. I, I told you it's easy to say the Polynesian names if you look at it. I don't. Yeah. I don't have the name in front of me. He can play center. Daniels can play center, and they have some. Uh, you know, uh, Nate uh, Herbert can play center. Yeah. Did I say that right? Her big? Am I getting old? No, you're not getting old. Okay, I'm forgetting these names, these new players. Yeah, you know, I remember my dad used to do that. I come on, I knew all the names like that, man. And so, uh, no, I mean, can you waste a pick on a center? I, I'd love to see it. That's best player available. Uh, I I looked, I watched uh, Dewan Jones on tape. I can't see it. I I, I was listening to Mike Pursuit on DV this morning, and he said. Uh, he was studying Mike Tannenbaum's mock in which Dewan Jones and four other tackles were gone by the 17th pick. Hmm. I can't see Dewan Jones. I just think he's too tall, too big. Uh, you know, when, when, he's good, when there's good change of direction or quick stunts in front of him, he's got the arm length. I mean, takes a taxi cab ride to get around, it, as they used to say about Max Starks. Max Starks was a third rounder, and there were there were some there were some flaws there. Just too big sometimes. Mike Adams never panned out. Six, seven and a quarter. I looked that up. Okay. Not six, eight, like Dewan Jones. That's just so big. I just like the Darnell Wright. He's the six, six. Yeah. That's massive to me and small enough to adjust to quickness in front of you. Right. Six, eight, you know, you lumber a little bit, but boy, he is big and he moves him out in the run game. So I could see him maybe at 32.
0: Yeah. And he's more of a right tackle than he's going to be a left tackle,
1: right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I'm probably the same with Darnell Wright too. But. Uh, yeah. And then, then you're arguing who's worse, uh, uh, Dan Moore or core for? I don't think Dan Moore's reached his ceiling. We've talked about that last week. Uh, a core for, what you see is what you get. Yep. Which yep. isn't bad. Good enough to get 10 million from him this year in salary. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Jim, I think that about covers it for this week. Anything else you want to hit on before we wrap up episode number
1: 60? No, uh, we're going to start, we're going to be back with Matt. Matt agreed to come back because I told him I can't pay him. He said, that's okay. He just likes the fame.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, I think we got, uh, (laughs) uh, 28 subscribers
1: now. I'm going (laughs) to, well, you know, we're on the, uh, behind the steel curtain platform. We're getting a ton of action over there. Yeah. And, uh, we're gonna have Roy Countryman come on too. Yep. And I'm gonna to try to get B Mac on here again. Nice. Maybe we'll get the great Craig Wolfley on if we need let's to say, talk let's get, about trying to get Wolf. What about? I mean,
0: we we were uh at camp this past summer. You we were just talking about Max Starks. Maybe we can get Max and Craig. We get the radio. Yeah, but
1: I I, I just said that Max had some flaws in his game. I can't come back <laughs> and have because I know you, you'll bring him up. Hey, Jim was telling us about some flaws in your game last (laughs) week. I wouldn't dare,
0: Jim. I wouldn't dare. Plus, he can't get you through the video screen. You're protected. He's got a long reach. I said he's 6'8", man. That's true. That's (laughs) true. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Anyway, everybody, we appreciate your support for watching the show consistently. We appreciate your comments. Please continue to share with your friend, family and friends. Like us, subscribe. And we're going to see you back here for episode 61. We'll have to do our research to, to find some players to go along with that number.
1: Man, I'm glad you came up with some number 60s because I was unsure. See, I did, I, I, I did my homework. 61. Nurse Roger Duffy was
0: 61, wasn't he? I don't know. You know That used to be 62. my number when I played. You know, position I played, Jim?
1: Center. I was the center. All right. So it'll All be the general. Jeremy Harrits episode next week. <laughs> All conference. Back in the day.
0: Anyway, yeah. you can check out Jim's work. See, I'm smart. I'm intelligent. That's why I was a center. Well,
1: I know. Well, that's why you're you're the quarterback here. I know.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. You're I'm the, the old guy forgetting names. You're the insider, man. You're you're the you're the draw. People come for you. You can check out. Speaking of the insider, you can check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can check out my work at the stillstudy.com. Give me a follow at stillstudy and we will see you back here next week for episode number 61. Have a great week, everyone.